hello, hello. Good evening. This is your girl, Yadiva Sasha, coming in to you live for another episode of Night Talk with Sasha. So, um, got a few housekeeping things to take care of before we jump into the show and um, do and talk about our topics for tonight. Um, Monday, the 22nd of May, we will be having, um, we'll have a guest on, we'll do our Monday, Money Monday, Money, Money Monday show. Yes. Let me say that again. May 22nd at 9 p.m. we'll have our Money Monday show. Um, and we're going to talk about Bitcoin and also some day trading. Um, and the person that's going to be on, he's been on the show before, um, Miraculous. Um, he's going to be on. Um, I asked him about, what do you know about Bitcoin? He was like, oh, I know a lot about Bitcoin. I do Bitcoin. I do day, I do some day trading. And I was like, oh, really? And so... He's going to come on the show um, Monday, and um, we're going to talk about that. So if you wanted to know about Bitcoin, if you want to know about some day trading, some stock tips and things of that nature, then definitely tune into that show, and that's going to be Monday night at 9 o'clock here. Um, Also... I am doing, I know I said I was going to do the relationship panel, and it's still coming. I know I've been saying that ever since the show came on. It's coming. Um, But now I want to talk about menopause in the black community um, for women. Uh, Everyone else talks about it. I know it's not just a black woman thing. I know it's a woman thing, and that may very well change. Um, But if you are interested and you want to talk about your symptoms of menopause, either you can be in the throes of menopause or you could be perimenopausal, but let's have a conversation. I don't think that there is – there are conversations with – celebrities and, you know, the first lady and Oprah, but there's no conversations with just everyday women like us. And um, I really think that it's an important conversation to have. And I think that we need to debunk a lot of the myths and we need to really talk about what perimenopause is and what menopause can do, because it's more than just hot flashes. Um, And so if you are interested and you're willing to come on air and talk about your symptoms, when did you start, how did you start menopause, if you're perimenopausal, any of that, if you're just, even if you're none of that yet, if you're not perimenopausal or menopausal, but you know that it's coming, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. And then um, 
we can help each other. Um, but if you are interested, hit up the show's email of Night Talk with Sasha69 at gmail.com. So definitely give that a consideration and let's let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Okay. Um next Friday the twenty sixth, there will not be a show. Um, I uh, have a personal event that I'm I'm going to, and so there will not be a show that Friday night. Um, I don't know if it's going to be one that weekend or not. We haven't really made, um, we haven't really decided as of yet. So when I know, you all know. Okay. Okay. So without further ado, swing. Hey, Mama. Yes, ma'am. Hi, everybody. How are you? Doing pretty good. Still not 100%, but I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Let's talk about menopause. Girl, aren't we? It is the shit. (laughs) Hot flashes, dryness, tiredness, moodiness. It's a whole little mm-hmm. combustible pile yes. of shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even on menopause yet. I'm having menopausal symptoms. I haven't been diagnosed with it, so I know I'm going to be a dragon when I do get menopause. And and it's summer is coming. And, oh, oh, my goodness. I, I watch my friend oh, go through menopause. She'll be sitting in the car happy. If he knows she's ripping off a shirt. Standing, emotionally crying. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh my goodness. All because your eggs dry up? I mean, and if I get my eggs taken out there, that's, that's it, menopause, no matter what age you are. It's like, oh, good. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Like, it's, it's straight there. Like, having a hysterectomy, you know. Even if you have a partial hysterectomy, that can you And that can feel like, what's this going to I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. Let me go through some shit. We do. And what about our And it's like, yeah, and then. It's like you get you get to that point and where you're menopausal and and now it's like, Oh, we're gonna put you out of the pasture. You're no longer viable. You can't bear children. Mhm. Crazy. And that's the worst part about it. It makes you horny. I mean, you pain so someone wanna do a pain during intercourse out here. But you're still horny. Yeah, it can. For some, it can, you know, and then you have to contend with uh, dry, dryness, your vagina gets dry. And it's so crazy how much the hormone estrogen does, because not only about your your sex life is going to be affected, but because you no longer have the same amount of estrogen, 
but your your bones become brittle because you're no longer producing mm-hmm. estrogen. Now you got to worry about brittle bones and falling and breaking bones and um and your skin and your hair. All of, you know the the estrogen hormone controls and regulates all of that. Your metabolism. Oh my God, your metabolism. If your metabolism was like, already slow, girl, mine was my my girl. It's a mess, but yeah. They so, are making only imagine, unless you're a doctor. They you only imagine since you go to. Even the doctors can't imagine. They just, they can tell you, but they, they have no idea. <clears throat> they have absolutely no idea what happens. And, um, we'll get, you know, I'll get into it more. About and there are different types of treatment that you can do, but other than hormone replacement therapy, because a lot of a lot of women choose to go that route. Some women do, but then you know that also can increase your risk. Um, basically they are replace they're giving you um medications to replace the estrogen that you're losing because you're going into menopause. So um you can it'll help uh with the hot flashes. You know, hormone replacement will help with the the night sweats that you have. Um, hormone replacement will help with your sexual uh, problems. If you're experiencing vaginal dryness, if you're experiencing pain during sex, and a lot of times you're, uh, women are experiencing that pain during sex because the mucosa, the lining of the vagina is not getting wet and moist like it was before your estrogen levels just and it's not a a drop y'all like people they try to say oh your estrogen levels just drop they're dropping no it is a drop like kaboom and then it continuously decreases as you go through menopause, and a lot of times the 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 symptoms they say can like the hot flashes and the night sweats will last uh for a year. I know some people that ten years later they still have hot flashes and they're still yeah. having night sweats, so yeah. you know every menopause affects everyone, every woman differently. So it's not a one-stop shop. Like, you know, for myself, I can't do hormone replacement therapy. 
because of my breast cancer. Because that's why I'm being put into menopause. So, you know, it's a it's a whole lot of rigmarole that you have to go through, um, that you will go through um when you get to that point in your life where you are menopausal, even like you said, perimenopausal. Like you're you're having symptoms and that's what peri means. Perimenopausal is before. And so you start having those symptoms and your your cycle gets erratic and this is also the time where a lot of women um, can get pregnant. They get they call it that late that late late in life pregnancy. You hear about women fifty years old, like Janet Jackson had a baby at fifty, who got pregnant at fifty, and she had her child at fifty one. Okay, that's considered a late in life pregnancy because. Janet Jackson was getting, was perimenopausal. Let's just go on and call a thing a thing. Like, no matter how beautiful she is, she's a woman, and at 50 years old, you know, even though she may have went through IVF or however she got pregnant, it's still a late-in-life pregnancy, and it's also called a geriatric pregnancy because once you get over the age of 35 and you start trying to conceive that's why the doctors always like oh if you're going to have a baby you need to go and start trying to do that now um if you get to 40 years old your ability of conceiving drops considerably and if you do conceive at 41 42 years of age 45 then that those pregnancies are at higher risk and they are considered a geriatric pregnancy so yeah (laughs) Janet Jackson had her baby but more than likely now Janet Jackson at 51 is menopausal, perimenopausal. She got some menopause going around up in there. Mm-hmm. And she's probably going to handle it very well. Yeah, I mean, well, she's handling it well. She was, she was um, on tour. I mean, when you have women, you know, it's that, it's that Magic Johnson syndrome. You know, Magic Johnson, everybody wants to say Magic Johnson doesn't have AIDS anymore. Or he's not HIV, well, I'm sorry, that Magic Johnson is not HIV positive anymore. Wrong. Magic Johnson is perfectly fine. My friend has yeah, um, he's, he is, HIV, he's HIV positive. You still do whatever when you're undetectable. Take your meds like you're supposed to. Yeah, you have to take your meds like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. That's you know, but at the time when when Magic Johnson came out and and said that he was HIV positive, you know, everybody was like, he don't look like he got 
the AIDS. Well, he didn't have AIDS, but, you know, he didn't look like it. Well, that's the difference. When you have money and you have the ability to go out here and get what you need from doctors, not saying that you can't still run into issues or you can't run into bigotry or racism. I mean, because let's talk about Serena Williams when she had her first child. Well, when she had her child, she almost died after childbirth um, because of a, a pulmonary embolism, a blood clot. And she was, she almost died. But my point is when you have the monetary means, you can get what you what you need faster, quicker than somebody like us, a regular Joe Schmo, you know. And even though Janet Jackson may be in menopause, you're not necessarily know about her, hear about it, because she has the ability to have doctors on call. She got, you know, she got a personal trainer. She has someone cooking her meals for her. So when it comes to doctors, they find out and tell her, oh, you're in menopause now, Janet. You know, your metabolism is going to slow down. Well, she's like, oh, okay, well, tell my, my chef what I need to eat. And the chef is already knowledgeable about what she needs to eat, the foods that she can't eat, not eating spicy foods. That's one, y'all. Like if you are menopause or perimenopausal and you're beginning to have hot flashes, one of the ways to keep yourself from not having so many hot flashes, if you like a spicy something, you like to cut that out, baby. Are you going to be sweating like somebody doused you in water? No from so experience. Gross. So, yeah. Like so, when your stomach is like, you have meat sweats, that's what it feels like. You're in the middle of the night having meat sweats for no reason at all, pouring sweat, all that shit. I heat up a whole car. So I know I yeah. want my car to be far away, but I'm about to be 50. And I have to ride with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to pass the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy. Like, in my, as y'all can see, you know, you've seen our pictures, I wear glasses. So I get hot. My damn glasses fall up. I get hot. Yep, I have a hot flash. You look crazy. You gotta clean your glasses. You gotta do this. You gotta get the stuff out your eyes or sweat. Everybody else is fine, but you're sweating like a pig. Yep. Like somebody doused you in a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. It's, my mom had a small it's, car, so she's like, why, why you heat up the car? You, you, your body's heating up the car. First, she's like, stop breathing so hard. I'm breathing normal. A little girl, it started from mm-hmm. my window to the front window all the way over to her side of the window. Now, you know you got some ethics, you know, mom. Well, and you know why you're doing that? Because... <laughs> your body temperature, your body, the, your body core, 
like our regular body temperature is 98.6, right? Menopause causes your body temperature to increase and it will continually increase. So when you, when you feel that heat, it's not just a, oh, I'm just hot. No, that is your temperature actually going up. Like you have a, like mine has gotten a, yeah, I, I take it back, like, I've been experimenting with myself. So what I think about it, because when you, you know, in the throes of having a hot flash, like for me personally, my whole mind just shuts the hell down. Like, it's just like, I gotta get cool. Like, I gotta get cool. Like, if I'm, if I get frustrated, like a few minutes ago trying to log into to the show and get on and it, and my my computer wasn't acting correctly like you it was it was being an ass and so the next thing I know I started getting hot and I'm like and then that that comes with that that comes with the your anxiety because you you get frustrated and your anxiety increases and when your anxiety increases your body core increase and then you start sweating and then the hot flashes start hitting like boom and it's like you walk into a 15,000 degree oven and you are the oven and you are the one that is throwing off the heat. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Base- yeah, you are basically cooking. And and again, the reason that that happens is because estrogen. Your estrogen, believe it or not, helps to your he- your estrogen level. Helps to regulate your body temperature. What else can you do on your own? I mean, are there any thing? I'm looking for natural, all of a sudden, uh, as well, natural ingredients or natural products for estrogen. Because I have, I had some estrogen pills before when I thought that I was going through menopause, but I took a test and they said I wasn't. So I like the fact that there may be some natural herbs out there to help along with everything else because the side effects of pills and regular medication can be even worse than what you're going through. Um, there are. There you just have to. Yeah, I mean, there are. There are quite a few different herbs that you can, you know, that you can use to help control your symptoms of, of menopause. Um, the one that's talked about the most for the night sweats and the hot flashes is called black cohosh. I have it's a lot of herbs. I have like black cohosh. They work. They work very well. I can speak very highly for black yeah, cohosh. But if you have, but if you have, if you have breast cancer, again, 
like I do, I can't take that. The reason I can't is because my breast cancer is HER2 positive. That means that it has estrogen receptors. And layman's term is my estrogen is feeding my cancer. So I can't take black cohort. Oh, so you're out of that option. But I, I, I I'm out of a lot, lot of herbal. Yeah, well, it, I've heard that it helps. Well, yeah, I mean, there are do? certain herbs that you, there are certain things that I can do, but I have to, in my situation, it is a very delicate situation where I will have to work. The The best thing for me to do would be to work with a, um, a, uh, a naturopathy, a, a doctor that deals with herbs and, and things of that nature. But they're also going to have to work closely hand-in-hand hand with my oncologist or my um, my medical doctor, my PC. So I would have to have a team of people. Like, when you have an oncologist, you get put on a team. Like, for me, I'm on Team A. And so there are, when I have issues with medication, when I have, when I run out of certain medications, instead of always calling the doctor or waiting for the doctor, um, my team, the nurse on my team, she goes to the doc. She's the 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 in between, and she goes to the doctor and tells you know the doctor, okay, well so and so needs this. If I'm ha- if I'm having treatment um, infusion, um, and there is a problem, say I have a a reaction to. Um, the drug that they're they're giving me, the chemo drug, okay? Well, instead of having to wait for the doctor, then the nurse is called on my team, and she, she'll know what can be done because she is a oncology infusion nurse. Um, so she knows what's being done to me and what can counteract that chemical reaction. Also on my team, I have someone that um, makes all of my appointments, coordinates all of my appointments, like my PET scan. She works all that out. My echocardiogram, she, she that's what her job is as on my team. You know, that way, if I have to go and, you know, get a test somewhere else, it's like, okay, well, then Amy is going to be, you know, if you got any questions, any problems, Amy's going to be one that is um, scheduling your appointments. If I 
I have to go see my oncologist. If I don't go see my oncologist, everybody else can just call their doctor's office and reschedule appointments. I can't do that. Like, I call the doctor's office, and I have to talk to, what team are you on, Team A? Oh, well, that's Amy. Okay, well, I'm going to have to let you talk to Amy. And then Amy calls me and says, well, ma'am, you know, Tasha, what's wrong? Why can't, you know, you have you have your infusion coming up, and the doctor really needs, you know, the, the nurse practitioner really needs to see you to check you out and make sure that everything is okay before you can have your infusion. We have to weigh you to make sure that you're not losing too much weight and you're not gaining too much weight when it comes to mix because to get chemo drugs, it's not something that they just go pull off the shelf. They have to actually mix it by hand in the pharmacy at the hospital. And then it has to, wherever you are having your treatment, I have mine at a hospital. So downstairs at the pharmacy, in the hospital, my drug, my appointment for my infusion next month is going to be 9 o'clock in the morning, where it has been 10, 11 o'clock, because they need an hour, hour and a half to mix my chemo drugs by hand, and they're not just doing mine, and then they got to walk it. You can't send it through. It has to be hand-delivered from the pharmacist at the hospital to the infusion nurse at the infusion center. They have to make sure that the numbers and the names and the dates and all of that matches before they can even start administering. And then when the nurses come hook you up, they've already prepped you, put the needle into your port in your chest, and then two nurses have to come and say, "Well, I need you to, I need you to make sure that this number is right," and they have to read off the number, and then you, they hook you up to the IV machine and the rapid infuser, and you get your your medication and go about your business. I do that every three weeks. Well, at least they're taking good care of you because you are precious cargo. Yes, ma'am. They are. So, um, I'm just reading about menopause, Billy. Which is something else I'm going to have to look look forward to. Uh, I have enough weight gain around my midsection that you're going to get some more. Yep. Well, I mean, you don't have to. There are there are things that you can be doing now. And like I said, that's something that we are going to get into and talk about. You know, um, there are foods that you can cut out to help with your symptoms. Um, there are targeted exercises you know, that you can do. And 
if you don't have a reason why you have to avoid the um the herbs and the um and things of that nature there are there are a lot of things that you can take now um there are herbs that help with your metabolism and when you do the um the hormone replacement, well, not necessarily hormone replacement, but when you work with the natural, the the herbs and things of that nature, it will help build up your estrogen levels a little and help kind of smooth it out where wow. you don't get that weight gain. Sasha, 14 second years. Your menopause can be as long as 14 years. 14 years. I'm Mm -hmm. like 14 freaking years. Yeah, so, you know, they they say, you know, oh, a year, two years, Sometimes five, you know, the the hot flashes. But like I said, it's more like what what is not talked about is the amount of anxiety that affects women, the amount of depression, and and you wonder why sometimes you you hear stories about. Well, she was doing okay so she got to be 50, and then she just went crazy. She ain't go crazy. It was menopause. It was menopause. Like, depression will do some very ugly things to you. And to try to relieve yourself of those feelings of depression, a lot of times people self-medicate. And they start experimenting and start doing shit that they would, in their right logical mind, they wouldn't do. And then they do those things, and then sometimes, you know, they have bad reactions, things happen. Um, but I, I personally feel that a lot of, a lot of stuff that we're seeing is because of perimenopause and menopause symptoms. And another thing people don't realize is that you can start having menopausal symptoms at 28 years old. Some people go into early menopause, and, and I feel bad for them. Because they got experiences yeah, in their 20s or early 30s, and it's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like, my brother can start having. They don't like that. And then it's your extra dry, like that, your 20s. Or it's, oh gosh. This is the woman who said. I'm going to wait a little bit longer to have a child. Next thing you know, you're going through early menopause system, and you're like, my mm-hmm. shot is gone. My shot could possibly be gone. 
Well, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be gone, but if you if you are told that, oh, well, I am, oh, you are going into early menopause at 36, then you only got a few a few more years for you to have a baby. So at 36, you, you need yep. to, if you want children, you got to come on. You, you really better want to have children. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead and get your, what, what, mm-hmm. what you have now, put it, freeze them up so you can still have a child. So and you don't have the money to do that because that's very expensive. So you got to think, you know, do I really mm-hmm. want children? If so, you know, I got this short window. Mm-hmm. Because I get so upset. It took a while for me when I had to have my uh, hysterectomy. I wanted children very, very badly. So I was willing to die. Mm-hmm. Like My, my children were, you got that hysterectomy or you're going to die. Because I was bleeding and dropping mm-hmm. clock besides a baseball. And I was just like on my last mm-hmm. legs. But I still had to think about it because I knew I wanted children. And then they told me, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to take your ovaries. You know, we take your ovaries and you're going to go right into menopause. But, you know, I feel mm-hmm. if I could freeze my eggs, the eggs I have left, I would. But, you know, I'm 50 now. So I'll just, I say, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and the, the nieces I have, I'll just pour all my love into my nieces and stuff. Because I do not want to go through the menopause. I didn't know they could test you for menopause, but they can, and I don't have it. So mm-hmm. I know most of my stuff is my vertigo or premenopause, but I got two years. So it's mm-hmm. like, oof. This is a good, this is a show that you need to go ahead. I can go ahead and brush up on what I got to go through. And and also, and I want to tell you about about that test because I've had that test two in the last year, almost two years now. And one minute, um, the test will say, you know, oh, you're not menopausal. You know, your your levels are good, and it can do that. Like, you could be going into early menopause or not. You can't just bank it all on that test because the test, like for me, six months, uh, six months ago when he, uh, when my doctor took the blood and did the test, my levels were high. My estrogen levels were high. But now, six months before that, they were low. So, even though that test says that, it is not a definitive answer of whether or not you aren't or you are. Because your hormone levels can fluctuate in a six month from six months to a year, your hormone levels can fluctuate. So even though it may have said you know, oh you're not, your estrogen levels are they're good, they're where they should be you might want to have it again because it could be that you are in menopause. I've had you know, it twice, I'm, just, I'm, I'm having a pain. And I don't, I don't yeah. want to hear him say that, but I know this year was coming up. I'm like, what's he going to say this time? 
But it's yeah. like I have so many tests going it's, on to make sure of this and make sure of that. I'm like, what are you going to say this time? Yep. And, you I know, I like went, you I know, I told, uh-huh. um, you remember how I was talking to y'all um, that day about you have big boobs and you have to have, it hurts like hell, you have an echocardiogram? Uh-huh. Well, I got the test results back about my echocardiogram. And it was not good. It was not good. Not terrible, Mm. but it wasn't good. So they have this thing, your heart, your heart, you know, it pumps the blood. And so it's called the refractor, refractor rate. And that's a, that's a, that means how fast your heart is pumping or how slow your heart is pumping the blood to your body. So between 55 to 60% is within the normal range that you're good. If you, if you're 55 to 60% refractor rate, then you're good. Mine has dropped to 50. And so, mm. because when your when your refractor rate drops, you go into congestive heart failure. And so, I now have to start going um, to a cardiac oncologist and this is why they want me to have the echoes every three months. Um, So I have to go to... I I do. I go because, you know, it's it's for this and the reason they... and the reason they seem to think is you know, I wasn't having this problem two years ago. I may have, but I wasn't. Um, is because of the chemo drug that I'm on called Cogenti. Um, it's an immunosuppressant drug, um, and it can cause your um, it can cause you to go and congest heart failure. Um, and I've been noticing, like, when I go to the doctor and they take my blood pressure, my blood pressure is higher than normal. And I'm like, I've been taking my medicine. And then when they told me about the refractor rate, it all made sense. So you can go in, like, my best friend, and she's probably going to say something about me saying it, but um, she has a condition called chronic high blood pressure. And because of chronic high blood pressure, she also is in the early stages of CHF, which means congestive heart failure. So 
you know, it's lose weight and um but that's one thing with cancer that they a lot of times they don't tell you. They don't say lose weight. But I know for myself that I need to lose weight. And me losing weight will take a lot of the pressure off of my heart and it will make my heart not pump so hard. Um, But before then and in between then, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to alert my primary and because I may have to get on another blood pressure pill where I've just been taking one. I may now need to take two. And I can kind of tell when it's a little higher than normal. Because if you have high blood pressure, you can kind of tell when your blood pressure oh, is high. Tell. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... I can tell. And I know everybody, you know, everybody's tell is different. Mine is I hear rushing water in my ears. And yesterday, well, it was like last night, I was getting ready because I had to go to the doctor. I had to go to the hospital today and get a bone injection. And um, I was getting ready. And, well, I was getting my clothes and stuff out. And then all of a sudden, I I heard, I'm like, my blood pressure is high. So I know what my doctor is going to say. He's going to be like, you got to get a blood pressure machine. You're going to have to start. And I can can imagine what this. Um, yeah, Michael had one because he had this, yeah, he had one because, um, with his kidney, he had to be very cognizant of his blood pressure because of his kidney transplant. So, um. Yeah, I use my mom because they come in handy. They will tell you. Yeah, they do. So, I know that between both of these. Yeah, between both of these doctors, I'm I'm gonna have to probably start monitoring my blood pressure and um, changing my diet and um, if you do it eliminating day, salt. Do it. Yep. Yeah. I do it every day. Do it just to make sure because it will sneak up on you. Because yeah. I can wake up with it. Uh, I ate uh, chicken the other night. I ate the chicken from countries and it was salty. So when I woke up, I had a headache. So I knew I had to take my blood pressure medicine. If I wait too long, I'm going to have to drink some coffee. Because coffee, a strong cup of coffee was the only thing that would get rid of it. So I, I waited too long. Yeah. But your body will tell you a lot of times you pay attention to it because you learn to pay attention. You have to pay attention yep. to your body. Yep. Your body and you have to listen tell. to it. Mm-hmm. You have to really, really you definitely have to listen. Yeah, you have to be willing to hear that little that little voice 
that comes up. Sometimes people are like, surprised um, when they find out something's wrong with them. But if you really listen, you know that there's something that didn't happen last year, something that never happened before. Go to the doctor now. Go ahead and see what it is now. Yep. Yep. That's what you have Most definitely. Yeah. I can but, you know, you. that's why I, um, um, I had diagnosed myself with cancer before cancer. And I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to believe it. And I didn't want to accept it. So I just kind of, Shuck it off and was like, why do you want to say that? You know, you know how you talk to yourself and you have those conversations with yourself. I remember I was in the bed. Me and Michael were in the bed, and I was on my bed, and it was hurting. I was laying on it, and it was hurting so bad. And it was hurting up in the thigh, up in my um, my um, thigh muscle, my bones. And I remember lying there rubbing it. And this voice, this way down deep, said, you probably got cancer in your bones. And, yeah, and I was like, I I stopped and I said out loud, how would you say that? Why would you think that? How would you say that to me? And then I kind of just brushed it off like, uh, and sure enough, my right leg started hurting me so bad. And that was the leg. It was my leg and my back that gives me the most problems now that I have bone cancer. Because I have cancer in every bone in my body. Say that a thousand times. Yeah, your body will not mind when it's telling you or warn you about things. No. Sometimes it's yeah, scream, like every. Sometimes it just whispered. Yeah. And that's what it does. And that's what it did for me. It whispered it. And it was like, and that said it. And, um, but I kind of, you know, I, I brushed it off. I was just like, no, that ain't what. And but then when I wind up in the hospital and they were looking for cancer, there was a part of me that that knew. And I asked Michael, I was like, Do you think I have cancer? And he's like, Why are you and I was like, No, I'm being serious, like in the in in those little places and that little place deep within your heart 
that tells you something isn't right. That little voice that you hear at night, what does it say to you? He says, it tells me you don't have kids. What does it tell you? I have kids. Isn't it sad? That little voice is very, very valuable. It's very, very valuable. Yep. Because when I was, uh, I was on yep. a stroke level, one time I went to the doctor because I wasn't listening to that little voice because I was like, no, 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 no. But when I finally went to the doctor, my pressure was so high because I wasn't taking my um, thyroid medicine. And I don't have thyroid. So it's very, very, very important for me to take thyroid medicine, vitamin D, and hey, I ran out for like three weeks. And I was laying in bed one night, and I have tinnitus really bad, so I always hear rushing sounds and static. But all of a sudden, an alarm went off in my in my ear, and it woke me up. And I don't have an alarm that sounds mm-hmm. like that. But when I sat up, I'm like, oh, shit, i got to go to the doctor. i got to go. I'm like, this is a warning sign. Because I never heard that before, and I haven't heard it since. But when I went to the doctor, mm-hmm. she fussed at me. And she was like, you're on your way to a stroke. You have to take your thyroid medicine. Because I thought I could herb it away. I could take natural herbs and stuff instead of me going to the doctor because I hate taking pills. But now I know I can't because I'll have a fucking stroke. Yep. So you mm-hmm. have to listen to that little voice. I'm an empath, so I have to listen to that little voice. Once you listen to that little voice, I can tell if I don't take vitamin D, my legs will cramp, my feet will start to tingle. So I know I got to take my vitamin D because your body will tell you because it'll tell you what's missing. So I urge everybody oh, yeah. listen. listen to your body. Take time out and listen to what your body's telling you. If you're tired more than you normally are, go to the doctor. Black people don't like going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Go to the doctor. Nope. Asian people don't like going to the doctor. Go to the doctor. We have members in my Buddhist practice. They, we don't even know they're sick. They, some of them had cancer a lot. A lot of them had died of cancer. We didn't know until the end because they didn't want to go to the doctor. They just sit at home and suffer or try to fix it themselves. You can't fix everything yourself, especially if you don't know what's wrong with you. You can't fix it. Exactly. You can ask your grandmother, but you don't 100% know. You can ask your parents, they don't 100% know. Go to the doctor and get tested. One blood test to tell you a million things. Because my blood, I, have oh, yeah. I get my blood tested a lot. I get my levels checked a lot. I go to the doctor a lot, which is another reason why I let my so I don't want to hear anything else. I really don't want to hear anything else, but I know I have to. Mm-hmm. I, I, everybody in my family, I accept it. For my brothers to have cancer, I accept it to be me. But it was my brother. So now I know mm-hmm. I have to go to the doctor. So everybody, mm-hmm. please go to the doctor. Even if it's like an earth, sometimes they have to oh, yeah. come back. A lot of people find out they're sick by that free clinic trip. They never knew until they went to that free mm-hmm. clinic trip. Those are the frequency trucks. Mm-hmm. And STD rates Absolutely. Columbus are higher than anywhere else now. I read online, I'm like, what? STD has beat out Atlanta. Columbus has beat out Atlanta in high STD rates. Wow. And that was a shocker. Because I don't think anything about to beat Atlanta. We are beating Atlanta. 
go to the doctor. I can't believe it. It doesn't take long. And stop thinking that, you know, apple cider vinegar don't fix everything. It will not fix everything. Sometimes it is vaccinated. No, it will. Go to the doctor. No. And no, absolutely. Yes, and and I understand the history. Like what we what we have to understand and what we have to do is advocate for ourselves. If you don't, if the yes. doctor that you go to, you don't like what they said, and you think that there's something wrong. There's a million other doctors out there. Keep going. There are a million other doctors. Keep going. Just wait and see the second. Yeah. Until you find out what's going on. Yes, most definitely. Keep going. Because, it, you know, one person, these doctors, these doctors are not gods. They are not gods. Some of them are arrogant. First of all. Some of them are arrogant. And they are they are they can make mistakes and they don't yes. know everything. They should, but they don't. Um and some have different philosophies that they, they go by. You want a doctor that yes. can go by your philosophy that can open up and listen to you. Some don't listen to you. I've been to doctors that did not no. listen to me. I told them something's not right with me. You're just a yes. You're just, 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 you're Something's going on with your um, with your thyroid. So that's why mm-hmm. I said thyroid is moved. Every doctor mm-hmm. is not God. Every doctor is not right. No. Yeah. You got questions. No. Go ask. Yes. And and don't. And again, advocate yes. for yourself. I cannot. It, I yes. cannot say that enough. Advocate this for yourself. You. Yeah, this exactly. your body belongs to you. Every piece of blood, every and it doesn't. Everything. Everything. Yes, it's yours. It's you. And if you don't know something, don't be afraid to ask. Don't let your pride or your ego keep you from finding out what's wrong with you. Or if you don't yeah, you understand, unwanted like, surgery, unwanted surgery, unwanted medication that you don't even need to take, you could be taking it because the doctor is diagnosed you. You don't feel right. Mm-hmm. And get another doctor. Like you don't have to. I say I have been with my primary physician since I was twenty-seven years old. But he's good. The minute that he stops being good, I don't care that I've been with Move him on. for that long. It moves. Exactly. Like, if he stops listening to me, if he stops giving me the type of care and the bedside manner 
that he has been. Like, he does not stand up and he sits down. If I have questions, he tells me, whenever you have a question, if you don't understand something, write it down. Will you come in? We'll discuss it. Or if it's something immediately, you know, call the office. And and like right now when I was when I was diagnosed, and I'm not I'm not bragging, I'm just saying, like, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I got a call from his office manager, from my doctor's office manager. And she gave me her direct I mean, she gave me her direct number, her cell phone. I can text this woman. I can call her any time of day if I need to. And I know that was my doctor. I know that was him. And that's a doctor you need. And, yeah, like, when I called to, like, I wasn't even calling to make appointments with the front desk, like, if I did call to make an appointment with the front desk, automatically it was, oh, well, hold on a moment, hold on a minute. And they put me on hold, and then my doctor's office manager made the appointment and be like, well, do you want to come in? Do you want to do video? I think you should do video. I don't think, you know, we're going to do video with you, da 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 I'm like, okay, because... You know, after the pandemic, a lot of doctors stopped doing the uh, video calls, but mine kept doing it because of me. I was the only patient at the time that he was doing it for. And um, for your perfect car, though. Yeah, thank you. I I so appreciate that. I really do. Um, but it's just you know. Those are the kind of doctors that you need, and that—that's the kind of care that you need. Um, and you sometimes you have to shop around for that. Like with my therapist, mm-hmm. I got her direct number. I got her cell. I can email her. I can text her. Whatever. If I'm having issues, you know, she's like, if it's something going on and you need to talk to me, and it's after hours. Don't hesitate. Call me, text me, and I will get back to you. Like, those kind of, you have to shop around for those kind of people. And if you can't shop around for those kind of people, then this is what I do, and it just works for me. And I'm not telling you to do, I'm not telling anyone to do anything that I do. This works for me. I put out a prayer. I pray. When I have to go to a doctor, when I'm looking for a new doctor, I send out a prayer. And I manifest that. Let this, you know, God, yeah. let this doctor, let this therapist be what I need. And, like, now I, I am manifesting with this weight loss surgeon, like, because my oncologist is like, well, he might not do it because you have stage four cancer. And I'm like, no, he's going to do it. He's going to see that I have a will 
that uh, I am fighting for my life every day, every single fucking day. Y'all, I fight. And this shit is hard. Oh my God, it is so hard. And I know people love me and y'all love me and you're just a phone call away. But I tell people, it is nothing. It, it, it is nothing like having your person right there in the fucking trenches with you. And though Michael isn't physically here, he is everywhere. Like, his spirit is still... My best friend told me something so special. She said that he's with you. I really believe and I know that he's with you. And now Mike is taking care of you better than he could on this side. And that has given me so much peace and joy. So, y'all, I fight like Hell, every fucking day, it's hard. I mean, I had to get up today, tired, wore out, did not sleep last night, what the shit, but I had to get up, put on my, my clothes, just to go to the hospital and get one damn injection. And I have to do that shit, like, every three months. And I know, like, oh, every three months, that's okay. No. No. Y'all. It's the same shit every single time. (laughs) Every day. It's something. This hurts. That hurts. My body is being pumped full of toxic fucking chemicals. It is so overwhelming sometimes. It is so fucking overwhelming sometimes. And I just want to cry. And I do. I have you to. Yep, you got to get it all out. You got to get it all out so you can fight another day. I'm done crying, so I'm going to fight another day. And it's always determination. Yeah. I do. I, do some, I say no matter what. I say no matter what. I will find the right doctor I, I have no to, matter what. Oh, my God. Sometimes I even cry while I'm – I have been sitting there getting chemo and just bawling my fucking eyes out. Just – just bowing. This shit is so hard. But at least and you're it's scary. It counts that you're, that you're stronger to keep going. That, that's, that's the only thing that counts, that you're not crying and giving up. The fact that you're strong enough to keep on going, because you know it's going to pay off if you're strong. I mean, you, you got to make that determination. But you have reason to be here. I have reason and right to stay on this earth, no matter what. I'm going to fight until I can yeah. fight again. That's what I exactly. do. Exactly. Because exactly. I'm a hypochondriac. Since I was a child, 
And when I know or see something's wrong with me, I freak the fuck out. And it's like, it's hard not to freak the fuck out because panic attacks are painful and terrifying. But I say no matter what, yeah. I'm going to make a see this no matter what. I make a determination every day, no matter what, no matter what. Because my body mm-hmm. has been betraying me for I don't know how long. And I don't want to know what it is, but then I have to know what it is. I have to know what's going on so I can fight it. It's like you're at war with yourself. Yeah. And you're winning your war. It, you're it, winning it, your it. war by getting up and it going is. to that doctor. You're winning your war by sitting down in that chair. You know, Buddhism taught me to fight. Mm-hmm. I, I never fought for myself. This is my first time fighting for myself. This is my first, I feel like I have a whole new life because I want to mm-hmm. fight for myself. And I'd be damned if I'm going to let you go mm-hmm. that, that easily. And I'll, I'll support you exactly. as much as I can because I know I'm going to get that support back. Mm-hmm. And we're here for you no matter mm-hmm. what. You want me to talk to you, cry with you, I will do that. Because I know that's what I got. And that's what I have to give. I don't have the money to give, but I have the attention and love and prayer to give. Because my prayers are powerful. I know they are. Because I say no matter what. I, there's oh. no option for me to fail no matter what. Because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We make determinations. You make determinations. I will be this. I will be. I have so much to give. I have people to live for. I have a lot of people that I need exactly. to live for because I know they need me. Exactly. That I need them. So this is my reason. Exactly. You guys are my reason to keep going. I know you need me for this show, so mm-hmm. I'm getting myself ready so I don't have to mess up another show. I don't have to miss another show. I'll be able to say what I need to say. And do what I need to do to help people if, if I can. So that's a biggest purpose in this life. It's to live for yourself and live mm-hmm. for others. But you can't live for yourself if you're mm-hmm. sick. You can't live for others yeah. if you're sick. You got to fight. Yeah. And you got to keep on fighting. And I know you're going to keep on fighting. Because Mike is right there to tell you to keep on fighting. That's why he contacted me after he died to talk to you. This is the reason why. This is the reason why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I urge everybody go to the doctor, do what you need to do, handle your business. Oh. Nobody else is going to do it. No medical therapist is going to tell you that you're sick. Don't wait until you can't walk. Don't wait until you can't move. Don't wait until you can't breathe. Don't wait until you're doubled over in pain. Mm-hmm. When you feel that first little tingle that you know you don't feel that little tingle before, take your ass to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Take your ass to the doctor. Absolutely. I waited so long. I was Absolutely. Don't do mm-hmm. what I did. Oh, no, and and you we as, as black people and black women, we're all like as a black woman, we are the center. We are the center. We are the yeah. tree. Women are the tree of life. We are. But we can't yeah. we can't keep doing a disservice to ourselves. And that's not taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Like you cannot be an empty a empty jug, an empty pot and give when you have nothing. And you wanna be here for your children and for your family, but you can't do that if you don't take care of you. If that's physically, yes. mentally, emotionally, do it. Then what somebody else thinks. Don't matter. It don't matter. 
You yeah, do what you have to do. Right, right, that's you. what happens with health. Your mental health can destroy the rest of your body. It can break you down. Depression can break you down. Oh, my God. I know. God. I said my whole yeah. life. What I was born with. It will break you down. Don't let it talk you out of going to get help that you're not important. Your depression will tell you you're not important. You're yeah. dirty guy. We don't need to be here. Let's go ahead and end it mm-hmm. off. It'll make us feel better. Ignore that because you know you have friends checking on you all the time. You know you have people. Exactly. You need to get out. You need to do something. Go get therapy. Get somebody to talk to you and to want to live. Get someone to tell you you need to live. Exactly. You need to be happy. Exactly. You need this. This is what you need. Exactly. You have nieces, nephews, cousins. Exactly. You have all these people that you need to live for. But most importantly, you have yourself to live for. Or else you feel like exactly. a liar. When I'm depressed and I'm not doing what I need to do and I can encourage somebody else to do what they need to do, I feel like a liar. I'm like, why should they believe me? I'm not even doing it. Exactly. I don't see how you're able to do that. I said, that's and it's hard. Say, if I try to say this person, I need to say, yeah. Yeah. Because you're so used to hearing yourself yeah. and you're nothing. That's a lie. Your inner voice is lying to you. Mm-hmm. That's a lying motherfucker. Nobody lies to you more than mm-hmm. your inner negative voice. Mm-hmm. And that's sure. going to make menopause worse. Especially when you're already sick. That voice really has fun then when you're already not feeling well. They'll really take them to oh, yeah. tell you about yourself. But oh, don't yeah. listen to it. Do not listen to it. No. There are options out there. No. Like you can spend all day on TikTok. You can spend all day long researching and looking for a doctor. You can do all that thing you put into TikTok and Facebook. All put that. that. Put that energy into you. Put that energy into you and your health, mm-hmm. your mental health, and your physical well being. Like, please do. Mm-hmm. Be a bad bitch for yourself. Don't it's a, it's so important. Exactly. Like, you can go all out for a damn $700 for Beyonce tickets or uh, mm-hmm. whoever else, but you can't spend the time to suffering. go to the doctor. And, do, yeah, you know, and, I'm, and I'm not judging anybody. You, it, It's your life. I, I, I you know, in therapy... I'm learning about boundaries, and I'm learning coping skills. And the boundaries are not just about other people, about me putting up those boundaries, about those around me. It's about me as well. Like, you know, so I'm not judging. and, And I give people grace. I try. But... People have their priorities all fucked up. And that's your business. Do you. Mm-hmm. Do you. That's you. Do you. But I know over here yeah, where I life. am, what I'm doing, I'm trying to I'm trying to live in peace and not in pieces, baby. Like, I wanna be whole because I am going to be well. Like I do not have this uh, ticking time bomb in my body. I'm going to live past 50. I'm going to live past 50. I am the five years? No, I'm going to live past that. And I'm going to enjoy it. And when I, And as I am living my life, I'm going to be whole. There's 
time out. Time is too fucking precious to be living your life as half a person or in pieces. You got to put on a mask to do this. You got to put on a mask to do that. You got to take a pill to go to sleep. You got to wake up and take a pill. You got to take a pill to wake up. You got you got to do all this shit just to function. When when it all starts and begins with you and healing yourself. Heal yourself. It's okay. That shit is scary. It is hard. But anything hard to do is worth doing it. And you are worth the fucking effort. We all are. We all are worth the effort. Just, Just take care of yourself. Like, this went in a whole different path, a whole different way. But that's okay because the shit needed to be said. And when you you try to live your life as as a beacon of light and hope and, you know, sometimes you have to let the spirit use you to guide you and to get things out and let things be said that need to be said. And I feel like that's without that. This is what this was. This whole hour and a half has been about inspiring and helping somebody to realize that, first of all, you aren't alone. You aren't. And at the same time, when you help others, you help yourself. So you're not alone. And yes, Life is so hard sometimes. Life be hard as hell. Yeah. Life is scary as fuck. Yep. This your support group because you're going to walk into the room with everybody in the same situation that you're in. And some a little bit worse because yep. you share stories and mix things and it, it, it's a big weight. It's a big weight off your shoulder. It's a big it weight is. off your shoulder to walk into the It, it really is. They're doing the same thing. It is. And when you... And not only that, but when you surround yourself with like-minded people, when, you, when you're when you trying to be in a positive space, when you're trying to be in a healed space, ain't nobody perfect. Hell, ain't nobody perfect. But when you're trying, those people will come to you. When you open yourself up, those people will come to you. Those that are are walking the same path as you, those that can help you and support you, you have to. We have to open ourselves up. We have to be willing to be. There's a difference in being a vulnerable and being a doormat. It just is. Yep. It just is. There's a difference. And I understand that now as as time goes by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, oh, my God. I I was so afraid to be vulnerable. I didn't know how. I knew that's not true. I knew how I was, I wanted to be vulnerable, but I was, it was never supported. And the people that I was vulnerable with, they never, 
they saw my vulnerability as a weakness. And sometimes it's scary. And they you know, wrong. They, they it. saw you in that way before. And it's like, what? I can't be yeah. able to. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm your support exactly. system. But sometimes your support system needs support system. That's why I'm so thankful exactly. and grateful and fortunate to have people that in my Buddhist practice, I can go to them and tell them anything. They'll cry for me. They'll go right in a the minute. They go in there. I'm praying mm-hmm. you right now. They'll help the phone hung up. I'm in front of the Gohans and we're praying you will chant for you right now. And so I know. Mm-hmm. You don't even know me. Everybody just call, put a call out. We need to chant for my, my cousin, my auntie, my uncle. We're sitting in front of the Gohans and we're chanting. We're sitting there. We're praying for them. And you got to pray for yourself, too. You can't just let everybody else take on that burden. Take that. It's you. If this is your issue, make sure you chant. You pray harder than anybody else and say, no matter what, I will make it through this issue. I will make it through this. I'm important enough. I will Mm -hmm. make it through this, no matter what. Those are magic words for me. Mm -hmm. But that's what you can tell other people what you did to make it through this. How do you make it through this? How are you so strong? Because I have faith. I know I have faith. Whatever your religion is. Put all your faith in that shit. Put all your faith in that and know that if you have faith, you have hope. Because people without faith are the most dangerous people that you'll ever meet. People who don't have faith because they don't have anything to hold on to, to cling on to. That means you don't have hope. That means you really don't have trust. It takes a lot to have faith. It takes a whole lot to say, I can make it through this with a positive attitude. Not a, not a I may can make it through this. No. That's a possibly, I hope mm-hmm. I make No, I don't want to hear that shit. Don't say hope, wish, whatever. I will. Take it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Say it to yourself, affirmation to mm-hmm. you believe Because eventually you'll start believing it. I'm the shit. Say it, I'm the shit to yourself every day for a while. Eventually you'll start believing mm-hmm. that shit. Do it for your health. I will mm-hmm. do this. I will, I will ride this to the brakes, fall off. Mm-hmm. 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 Down like four flats on the Cadillac. Yep. So I told my best friend last night, you know, you're dealing with your marriage. Really? I didn't know you were all here. Do it. Do it. Fight it. You, it's not your responsibility. You're getting sick. You're getting tired. You have headaches every day. This is affecting your health. Push that shit out the way. Yeah. on you. Go to therapy. Exactly. Marriage problems be down. Yep. Fuck that shit. You're getting sick. You're getting tired. You're not concentrating at work. Mm-hmm. You're not doing all that because you worry about the wrong thing. Worry about you. It'll break your body. Yes, it will. Beardy. I ain't know. Are you there? Is that Beardy? Her number. Hey, lady. her number. I did try to, but I think that my um, phone might have been off. But it's okay. I've been listening to the show, y'all, someone. I hear you loud and clear now. <laughs> oh. I'm so I sorry. I... <laughs> Go ahead. I just... I. I think I was supposed to listen tonight instead of comment. So, as always, I appreciate you, ladies, because I always learn something new. But, um, Sasha, oh. 
I need to I need to first say that I love you. And I want to also, without sounding condescending, say that I am so proud of you for expressing yourself so thoroughly and so strongly mm-hmm. tonight to a whole bunch of people they never met you and may never meet you. But you've, you've healed a few people tonight, I'm sure of it, just by your yep. honesty and being considerate of those, even though, you know, sometimes you don't want to feel considerate. You, you did it, and, and I appreciate you, and you're an amazing woman. And I just wanted to make sure that you knew that coming from me, I got you. You can call me for anything. I may, be, I, I may not be in Atlanta, <laughs> and it may take me a little while to get okay. there, but I will get there. So I love you. And I, love I, I heard about your retraction fraction. Um, I had the same situation. Um, I had a heart attack back in, I think it was 2017, and um, mm-hmm. that number was very important because that no- number determined whether or not I was going to get well, and I did have congenital heart yeah. failure, and my retraction fraction number had gone down to 23. So I worked, yeah, I worked to get my number back up, and I got my number almost perfect. Um, so know that even if the refraction fraction number is lowered, there are things you can do to make it stronger. So okay. just keep hoping your heart for that because it can be fixed. How to get your numbers yeah. up but that yeah. I just I love you ladies. Not to get mushy. Um but but I just I I was listening, and I was taking it all in, and you were speaking to me, too. <laughs> like I said, you were speaking to a lot of people tonight. But just the fact that you were so – it's funny, you were talking about vulnerable. You were so vulnerable tonight that, yeah, it made – it opened my heart to know that you, <clears throat> excuse me, are as strong as you are and capable as you are. Like you've proven yourself more than once, but tonight I think I think was it, it took the cake. Um, yep. You don't make me cry. Same kind of guy. We ain't got no time for crying. You're doing a show. <laughs> nope. We got a lot of shit to do. <laughs> Thank you. Um. You are welcome, sis. It's a new day. It's a new me. Um, I don't. I don't know what God has in store for me. I'm just fighting and living every day the best that I can, and trying to be a better me. I think that's the part where you're a little. You're a little off. Because you're not trying. You're doing. Yes, you are. You're doing. Thank you. You've got a You're being and strong. Yes. Just doing a show every week. Talking to other people when you'd rather be in your bed. Curled up in a ball. You know? Yes. You know, you have make, a lot of make, you, make, you make yourself get up and do it. Exactly. You make the most of your time, and that, that's important. And that mindset is what's going to keep you yeah. here past 60. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I say. And that's why, you, you know, I... Yeah. I just try. And it just, you know... You succeed. I want to help. I want to help so many people. I really do. I, 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 I love people. I love helping people. It is my passion. Yeah. Like... You helped many people tonight. I always... I've, I've, I've been one of these people where... I've had so many different dreams, and but I never really, never really knew my purpose. I never really knew my purpose. I think I found it. Um, and I think that my purpose was laced up. Um, and a man from Bridgeport, Connecticut, <laughs> because he opened he opened this world up to me. He told me that you know I see you like to talk, <laughs> and this is a good way for you to you have a lot of things to say. It's a good way for you to get that out. You should do it. Always encourage. I love you, baby. I miss you. I'm doing this for us. You're doing a good job, Eddie. Y'all didn't find each other by accident. No. No. It wasn't. It was. Uh, yes, that's what I feel. It was a. It was such a God thing because it, in those eight years that he and I were together, it felt like uh, a lifetime. I lived so much. Love so much in that time, and that is a blessing because there are so many people who truly have not experienced that kind of love. It is, and I don't take it for granted at all. Oh, we know. No. <laughs> we know you love him. <laughs> there is no doubt there. There is no doubt. Y'all were perfect for each other. We loved him. We were. Yeah. We did. So, um, just trying every day, finding a reason to to smile and laugh. Thank you. Y'all just don't know. How much I needed that. I love you both. 
and it wasn't an accident that we're all together. Um, if it wasn't for Michael, we wouldn't know each other. And so it's like, like, oh, it's true. Michael brought us all together. Beauty. He's like, yes. I said, oh, beauty and me is her friend. He said, oh, my friend. <laughs> what? You, what you doing taking my friend? Huh? <laughs> because we like each other. <laughs> she's my friend. Yeah. We're my friends alone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh! Y'all gonna be talking about everything. That's okay. So, he always wanted us to to work together, but he always like y'all should do to work together. Y'all should work together. Y'all should do a show together. Y'all should do a show together. Really? Yeah, y'all should do a show together. Like, y'all would be good together. Y'all would be really good together. Okay. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Because she likes to talk, and you like to talk. So, both of y'all talking together. Yeah, y'all. I always feel like when my mom passed away, I um I was blessed with some really some really beautiful women, and um, they took care of me, and I feel the same way that Michael opened the door. He didn't build, he started the bridge. <laughs> but he knew me. He he knew me so well. I get a halfway, but she's going to do the rest. Cause if I say, do this, she's going to be like, you don't tell me what to do. She was right. I would say that. <laughs> I'll get you halfway there. And you'll eventually, you know. He always let me get things on my own. He would put a spark, and he'd let me figure it out. And work. Well, you know what? I, I already said that, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, I think it'll be a good idea. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember that. Always. Trying to figure out what the next step before you even finish the one be gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. My baby. Oh. Okay. So, thank y'all for this yeah, tonight. It was very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. 
Yes. They're good too, because I've gotten these from Summit 
before. That's the one I got those um, Delta 8s from. So, um, oh, and I also read that um, CBD is good for some of your symptoms of hot, I mean, menopause. Yeah. See, I need some for real. Uh, you need to come on up. I need to watch uh, um, Come on. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Look. I need some for, uh, like, for quarantine, fibromyalgia, and I need all those. So just I can just sleep a good night's sleep the whole night with no problem. Yeah. You need to get you some of that fibromyalgia. Get you some topical. Get you some topical CBD. Oh, and that CBN. They got a topical gel for stuff too, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They do? It's like a roll. It's a a roll-on. I need it, yes. You tell me y'all ain't got no uh, CBD stores down in Columbus. We do, but I don't know if I can trust them. I mean, I don't know how much is in there. I'm going to go and really, really look so I can make sure I can find a store I can trust that's not all diluted or something. I'm a big girl, so it takes a I have a high a tolerance for stuff. So I want some stuff that my tolerance won't outgrow really quick. Because I've outgrown the back of that cream. Because it doesn't work as well as it used to on me. Well, I know up here. Um, oh, well, you just need the. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. The what? Um, we have two different types of um, CBD. We have the medical and then we have um, the social, I guess you could call it. So the stri- uh, the How do you get the medical? You've got to have a card. I'm sorry? Because I know they're not going to give me a CBD card right now because I'm not, I'm not, I don't qualify for one right now. Oh, I, I think you would. They have I think this, is actually, this is the optimal time. They, they have like requirements right now. Three people that qualify, I think, for uh, which one is it, Sasha? Which three people qualify for the, the medical marijuana card now in Georgia? I know, like, uh, um, I know chronic illnesses. Can- yeah. Chronic illnesses, cancer, and. To each of y'all, I have one more, I can't believe, but. Yeah. I can't remember. It's not there. I don't think it's there at all. Because I do have. Yeah, yeah and then it, I, I, you know. Like, Oh, and it's, I think it's something to do with um, seizures. Yes, they, they, yes, yes. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. They qualify. Yeah, because they wanted to, but that's only for, that's only for the liquid. In Georgia. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. So they're really, they're really particular. And I don't think that's right. Because I have chronic pain. I have fibromyalgia and psychiatrist. And it's hard as hell to go to sleep. If I smoke enough weed, I can just float on into sleep and go to sleep and, and wake up in the morning. 
But if I take my pain pills, which I don't even have any of those yet because she didn't um, refill my pain medication, and she did, she did not refill my uh, vertical medicine either. So I have no vertical medicine because my hot flashes what? are going crazy, and I have no pain medication. So I need some weed. I'll give you some weed tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Because it sucks. It sucks like hell. That's why I just I hate having to find the right doctor because they will cut your medications off if you miss a few appointments. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ones I really, really need. I'm glad you gave me with my um, thyroid medicine. But I need other stuff. And I, but I hate taking them pain meds because I'm sleepy in the morning. I smoke weed. I'm good when I wake up. But I would love to have a CBD card. You're like me. I don't like to take things to help me sleep. Because um, I'm usually the person on the bottle when they say may cause hyperactivity. I will go to sleep mm-hmm. immediately. But then I'll wake up about a half an hour later, and I'm buzzing around like I can't slow down. Damn. Horrible. Damn. Yeah. Oh, God. That's torture. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like I'm, like, just, it's hard to explain, but everything feels like it's on fire. And uh, I find myself getting a lot done, <laughs> but it's a, in a frantic <clears throat> way. I just. It's bad, yeah. I don't like it. Tried twice, so just, you know, trying to work it out in other ways. Unfortunately, because it's not federally um, mandated, you can't smoke marijuana in places that are federally owned or run. And because I live in federal housing, I'm unable to smoke in my house. Or any beer near my house. What? Your own house, the power your own home. So I have to leave my home and go to a friend's house. I have two friends that are blessings that help me out. So I can go over there and smoke whenever I want, but I can't smoke in my own home. I'm sorry? What if you vape? No, no vaping, no smoking, nothing. Are you serious? Yes. So if somebody sneaks you out, you're done. Yep. And yeah, you're not right. only done, you're done, period. Like you can't ever get into any kind of federal assisted or even state assisted living. That's why I'm happy I live here because we only have four residents and I can smoke all I want to and nobody ain't gonna say nothing because I'm not supposed to smoke here either. But I just can't. It, it, it's not fair. It really is because it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. So I, I I was waiting for the conversation about the gummies because um I think that's the direction I'm going to have to go because yeah. mine I my prescription I got for depression and anxiety and a host of other things, but um can't take care of my anxiety if I can't smoke, which makes me more anxious. <laughs> I don't have to tell y'all. It's such it a big snowball. But hopefully federal government mm-hmm. will catch up. Considering that they've been giving marijuana to people for free for years, um, they should they should mm-hmm. say it's okay for somebody else to use it. They really should. <sighs> they really, really they should. But we got so many vape shops that you know. What they're going to do is. Mhm. Yeah, they're just going to start uh, taxing people. But um, 
I would definitely I would definitely try the the Delta and if the Delta eight I would suggest and this is just personally for me reading about it. Okay. Get the above and the beyond and summit. Because yeah. that's okay. the the Delta eight and nine mixed together. Oh, okay. yeah, please put it in our inbox. Please put it in our inbox. Because why would I want to make sure that she includes in my shit? Because we need it. Me and Sylvia need this. Yeah. So we all need it fun. Yeah. Now, the only thing is with the, again, Delta 8, Delta 9, is that it has. Um, THC, so it has some THC in it. So okay if you're going to go and have a drug test or something, or there's no time for that. I don't give a fuck. I told my doctor, I tell every doctor I smoke weed and I'm not going to stop. So I've I don't done care. the same. I've done the same. Mm-hmm. What is that? I'm telling mine. I'm going to die from. Yeah, I tell mine, like, I told my, I, I haven't told my doctor, but I did tell my therapist. I told both of them. I told my therapist and I told my counselor. Because my counselor is a cancer counselor. And so I told her that I um, used the, um, the CBD and these particular ones that I had, had, um, it had like 25 milligrams of THC. So, I'm a lightweight. How long did it take for the work? Well, I took one. Y'all might need to take two. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, no, I'm a lightweight too, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, may oh, okay. need, I may even need to start with a half. Yeah, okay. You probably need to, mm-hmm. especially, and I think with the above and the, the above and the beyond, I think it's still 25 milligrams of THC. But um, I'll send the info. But, um, and like I said, they have a coupon. So go and um, follow, you know, sign up at com and get on their mailing list. And whenever they have a sale, you'll get the info in your email. Okay. Um, and usually you'll be the first one to kind of know, you know, find out about it. Um, so that way you can, you know, get you some stuff and try it out and see what works. And um, But, I, like, I do suggest that you go talk 
to a lot. Now, you know, a lot of people order stuff online. I'm not too crazy about that. There are some places that have, that just, like I know there's a place in Augusta where this woman, I don't know if she ships though, but um, all she sells is Delta 8 and 9. Um, and some of her stuff has like 50 milligrams of TH3. So like a hunt, like one time I seen some, I seen some of her products and it was like 50 to 100 milligrams of THC. And it's a black-owned business. It's a woman black-owned business. But it, um, I'll, I'll put that in that uh, message, message as well. Everybody gonna be like, I wanna know too. Why are you just sending it to them? I wanna know too. Tell me. Send me a message and I'll tell you. So, but yeah, that's um, that's a possibility. Uh, I would definitely see if she ships. I'm thinking about trying her stuff out because she also has beauty. Could you vape? No, I can't vape either. Mm. The, the only thing, the only thing that I would be able to do here is gummies and tinctures. Okay. Well, I was gonna say this. Um, at this woman's shop, she has. She has vapor. She has vape. Yeah. In a pen. And they're like, they're disposable. Yep, I've had those before. Mm. But again, I have to leave the house. And it's not even like I can go and sit out front because right out front is the um, bus stop. So I can't sit there either. And then across the street is the high school field. It's called the high school field. Oh, oh my no. God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just messed up all the way around, sis. Girl. <laughs> Don't say it unless you mean it. We don't have no <laughs> lenses. You just look so we can't see no more. <laughs> She'll be like, why did I say that? That girl's still in my house. <laughs> Not at my door. Hey, Eric, you heard what you said last week? Come on in, girl. Let's go. <laughs> She's so she can talk to me, laugh, have yeah. fun. Kidnapped. Yeah. Um, look, kidnapped. I just want to make contact because I have no idea how to smoke. Like, I, unless, Girl, unless it's a bong. I have not done a bong. I have not done a bong yet. I want to do a bong. Uh-huh. Oh, sounds like a party. I want to do a bong. Girl, yeah, I would like to do hookah. But we have to get. Yeah, I don't know. Like, my college, my college roommate built. Yeah, my college roommate built a bong. Out of a two-liter bottle, garbage can. Yeah. I've seen people do that before. Wow. No. We got toasted. 
Like, we got, uh, like, I got so toasted. And then the plug, the plug lived down the walkway from where we live. And the plug was a little white boy that had some money. And so he was, oh, my God. He was rolling around bringing purple kush. Oh, my oh God. Hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it was purple. Like, nice. I, you know how you hear about something and you don't know what it's like? And then you're like, right. oh, my God, right. it's really purple. And it was yes, really it purple. And I was my favorite color is purple, so. Mine too. <laughs> so for anybody oh. out there listening. But yeah, she built, like, they were trying to teach me, they were trying to teach me how to smoke, and I was not, I was not getting it. And so my college roommate, her name was Jessica. She was like, I got something for you. Just hold on. And the next thing I know, she's like, are y'all through with this soda? I'm like, yeah. Because we were drinking, um, well, they were drinking Captain Morgan and, oh, my favorite. I just discovered Captain Morgan recently. Girl, it's so good. The pineapple, oh shit, I miss it so much. Oh no, this was this was that brown. This was that brown. (laughs) And that brown be so sweet and delicious and it sneaks up on you. I miss alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, I tried Tennessee last summer for the first time. Changed my life. There she like a nice warm hood that can sneak up on Sure does. Yep. But I got to go log in for work, you guys. And I love you guys. I will talk to you later.